This, 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 this show is brought to you by Safety FM. Hey everyone, I thought I would do another diary episode for 2022 because we kind of did one or two diary episodes was like this is a good idea and then didn't do any again. So I thought I'd give us a bit of a roundup of 2022, which is basically a collection of excuses as to why we didn't produce content and, um, and then give you an insight into what our plans are for 2023 and um, how you can be involved in all of that shite. Let's get into the intro and I'll tell you some more about it. The problem in safety isn't deviation, it's complexity. Health and safety has gone mad. Health and safety is trying to unpick having gone mad in the past. There's no one solution or one problem. The problem is that we are looking for one solution. Does the structure of the team allow them to flourish? Feel safe enough to be uncomfortable. The environment defines our behaviours. People aren't the problem, they're the solution. Rebranding safety, crushing a stereotype. Brought to you by Risplit. What's up peeps, welcome back to Rebranding Safety. Rebranding Safety is a YouTube channel and podcast doing exactly what it says on the tin so if you're new here hit subscribe and the bell so you don't miss another episode and all of that stuff so last year we launched risk fluent 2022 we launched risk fluent back like four or five years ago when we started rebranding safety which was the beginning of all of this never did we actually think uh it would work maybe as quick as what it did um and that we would be able to have a business and do consulting and go self-employed and so on. It was always one of the end goals was to take Rebound Safety and become a company and be self-employed. I've always wanted to run a company. So it was always kind of the end goal. Just didn't really think it would happen that quick. So about four to five years ago, we started Rebound and Safety and it's grown like mad uh, from there. And it's just... I think firstly, the, the realization has been it's really nice to see that other people feel the way that we do about safety. And I've been on a bit of a mad journey with it. I think I, early on in rebinding safety, was a bit confused as to what all of this new world was. I mean, I've spoken about it many times and I genuinely thought I had a bit of a monopoly on, the, on a better way to think about safety and do safety. Turns out there's a whole rack of scientists that were already doing this stuff. And I went from there to, I would say, nearly getting close to being a bit of an extremist on on um, kind of safety too, safety differently and so on. Um, and then I started to play around with it. So I started to interview people, really learn about it. I got a bit, you know, like I say, a bit into it. I was well and truly on the bandwagon. And then in my jobs, I started to play around with it and do this stuff, right? And then it came to the, the end of my employed career and now really got a baptism of fire trying to put this into real businesses. Um, and, and it was hard. It's really hard work. And it's, it's an interesting struggle because I don't think you can ever really learn in the books what this actually looks like in real life. And I'll just try and Google the stats whilst I, um, whilst I talk. But interestingly, I think a lot of the, the people that are talking about this stuff um, are talking about it from a perspective of really um, big businesses. And I'm trying to find out just quickly, amount of British economy that's SME. So a lot of the people talking about this stuff are big for big businesses. You know, you look at like Diane Chadwick uh, Jones, Evans, Diane Chadwick Jones. Um, sorry, Diane. 
BP, you know, they're from big, everyone that we've had on the, the majority of the people that we've had on the podcast are like massive companies like Maersk and so on. And then you've got the, acad- the academic side of things. And I think all of them are talking from a perspective of really big business. And I went into a trade association, had visions of being able to roll something out through uh, them to be able to get it out to a, uh, an industry of mixed bag of predominantly small and medium sized businesses, uh, all the way up to some absolute household names and unfortunately business redesigned and we, we, we were going different directions so at that time rebound safety was getting a lot of attention and we went over to rich fluent which i don't regret biggest best decision i've ever made in my life also the hardest decision i've ever made in my life and the hardest journey i've had over the the first year which we'll talk about in a minute um but to come back to kind of my kind of evolution through safety um which i think rebound safety is a massive part of to come back to that point I think a really interesting thing that we that we struggled with was as we started to roll this out, um, I became really frustrated with the safety profession um, and really actually struggled to produce uh, content as enthusiastic as I used to. And I think the culmination of it has been 2022 um, because I just kind of had enough of it. And, and I still have a little bit of had enough of it, particularly LinkedIn. Um, and I kind of tell you the reason why because everything we talk about is so far away from real business, small to medium sized enterprise, of which, and now here's why I was Googling it, is 99.9% of the business population. At the start of 2022, there were estimated to be 5.5 million UK private sector businesses. One point four of these had employees and 4.1 million had no employees. So 99% of the business population in the UK is small, medium-sized enterprises. And I think us on LinkedIn, the safety two people that are all having these debates, I think us mature safety professionals, I think we're dealing with the top end of the mediums and, and predominantly the large and maybe even the super large businesses. And I, and I just think 99% of the business economy are missing out on this. And I think we're sitting here bickering about this and that. What should a policy say? This means that, this word, that word. You know, frankly, with the small businesses, it's complete bollocks. It's complete bollocks. And they do not give a shit. But the interesting thing is, I would say they get it a hell of a lot more than the big businesses. You get a business owner for a small business that that cares about their people, because sometimes... People don't give a shit. People just want to make money or whatever. That's your that's your kind of ethics. Then that's I'm not judging you. That's what you want to do. Uh, but ultimately, you find someone that, that wants to build a big business. So obviously, they're all, uh, some form of entrepreneur because they've got a business. But they, they want to do it also by looking after their people. They care about their people. Then they get this stuff, like being people-centered, doing safety that actually feels like it's delivering an impact actual proper risk management they get it they want it frankly they need it and they've been screaming out for it for years and the thing is our profession has not provided it and then i go into linkedin and we're all just fucking bickering with each other about oh no it's 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 actually i don't think that's the right way to define accountability i'm not really sure that's how we define resilience it's like do you know what fucking bob's roofing don't give a shit about your definition of resilience or whatever the fuck you're bickering about does not give a shit so 
I struggled with LinkedIn and the safety profession and producing content to the enthusiastic kind of quality or level that we had been producing today, predominantly for that reason. Because I just thought, what's the fucking point? What is the point? And at the moment, it's the same. You know, LinkedIn is mad because we've got the, what is it, safety tiering application um, going on in America. So everyone's there. Same shit. I saw one yesterday, safety uh, two, first rule of safety two is to not talk about safety. I've said that in the past. I have said that in the past. And now I just think how fucking bollocks that is. Like safety's in the fucking title. So we're like, hang on a minute, this is a safety thing. Yeah. And you don't want me to talk about safety. Uh, yeah. I get the notion of it. I understand what you go, what, where you're going with this, but it, it's too fucking high level. If you're trying to talk to 99.9% .9 of the business population, it's too high level. It doesn't make sense. They, they just don't get it because it's not applicable. And I think massively our... Our profession is suffering from not workers done and workers imagine, but safety is done and safety imagine. I think I've said that before on a podcast as well. And it's phenomenally frustrating. And I'm sitting here looking at this safety to an application conference and I'm seeing nothing about application. And it still troubles me that I think we're still talking from a perspective of huge businesses, huge rail organizations, huge oil and gas organizations, absolute mammoth beasts. I'd question if they've actually effectively rolled it out as effective as they say they have. Um, but I'm, I'm not here hating on it. I'm just saying that I think we're all sitting around patting each other on the back and fuck me, we're not even touching the fucking root of it. We're not even getting anywhere near the majority of the business population. So I kind of fell out of love with all this stuff. I went in with real high aspirations and really fell out of love with, with our profession. Um, but we're still doing it. We're still trying to um, come at this from a really kind of, I suppose you could say safety to, safety differently, human performance kind of perspective. Um, our method of safety, being people-centered, being evidence-based and stuff like that is a massive part of what we do. And I tell you what, small businesses get it, but what they don't get is talking about the philosophical concept of X, Y, and Z. So we need to find a way to balance the two, I think, because those philosophical discussions are really powerful for us. I find them really helpful to help me work stuff out in my head and explore what might work and what doesn't work and play around with it. You've got to do that. Um, but I just kind of fell out of love with, with LinkedIn and the safety profession for like a whole year and just doubled down building a business, which is the second reason as to why we didn't um, put out as much content as we did like to last year. The podcast stayed consistent, um, kind of consistent, um, e.g. that something went out each week and then we just put pod clips out to fill the void of that. Um, and we've seen that the growth of the channel has slowed, I think, because of because of predominantly we're not putting a lot of content out. 
Um, but I think one of the other reasons is that we're running a business, people, and um, my priority very quickly shifted from making videos to doing some fucking work and earning some money. And you could say, like, business people would say, well, yeah, you need to double down on your YouTube channel because that's your sales and marketing. And do you know what? Didn't generate anywhere near as much leads and work as we thought it would. So we doubled down on networking, building our local relationships with people, um, you know, leveraging relationships that we had and, and, and so on. And we doubled down on that. We doubled down on doing work. So that had to take a priority. So therefore, the YouTube channel suffered there. I think the other reason is it's just fucking stressful running a bit. Oh, I just fucking turned my um, stand-up desk <laughs> down to the other one. Um, it's just fucking stressful. And, and like coming home from like, I don't know, 10 hour day because you had to travel X amount of miles and then to sit down and go through numbers or try and generate some more leads or sort out emails or whatever, um, you kind of never switch off. Then the thought of having to generate some content for a profession that I'd kind of fallen out of love with, um, for a topic I kind of fell out of love with for the year, it just weren't going to happen. So it kind of fell by the wayside a little bit. Um, then on the other side, like on a more positive note, the business went fucking nuts. Like six months in, first six months, stressful as hell. I was crying. I was like, yeah, was not in a good place. Like just miserable, stressed to a level of stress I've never been before. And then I'd say the last six months, it just went madness, absolute madness. We've built a good solid foundation, way more than what we wanted to in our first, or what we targeted to in our first year of businesses and long-term relationships with businesses. And we're starting to really build those now, um, e.g. the number of them, but also the strength of the relationship with our existing customers. And really start to roll some of this stuff out, which is lush, lush to do. And I'm really starting to feel a bit more motivated to have discussions about it. Um, explore and learn ideas and have those kind of conversations but I, did, I wasn't before because it was just it just wasn't working and it didn't make sense and no one got it and I'm still trying to work it out in my head but but ultimately wouldn't be a better place with it and like I say the businesses went nuts so last six months of the year we built our customer base um, they had to then all, all, all of a sudden become our priority because we had to onboard a shitload of clients um, all at once because we had like a mad rush of people kind of jo join long-term partnerships and we had no idea how to onboard clients. <laughs> I had no idea what it looked like. We were like, we'll get one and we'll, we've got a good idea, but like we'll, we'll trial it and see how it goes. And then the next one, we'll tweak it a bit. And the next one, we got like a shitload all in one go and we're like, fuck. Um, so it was like a baptism of fire. Then we won an award, Young Business Person of the Year Award in Northamptonshire. So that boosted our local profile quite a lot. Um, and it, yeah, it just Christmas came like like that. It just was nuts. And um, got to Christmas and essentially collapsed. Just, just collapsed. It was just like, oh my God, years over, breathe. The good thing about Christmas, I think, is that just everyone stops, don't they? Like, and the people that didn't stop, I mean, I didn't make it down. But like, majority people stop. The whole country stops, which was a real nice breath of fresh air or, or a real, like, deep breath that I needed. I think we needed as well, because Sherry's been a fundamental part of this. And then 
over the Christmas break, we kind of didn't really talk about any business whatsoever. No safety, no business, no nothing. And it was, it was frankly, it was fucking lovely. Um, and then first week back, we really started to think about how we're going to move forward, what we want to do. Let's try and end this year a bit more strategically. The kind of years just kind of come quick so we're still going through that process but one of the things we wanted to do was improve rebound and safety get back to where we were um i think it's gonna be a slow journey i don't think it's gonna happen overnight um but one thing we'd very quickly acknowledged is that through the growth of rebound and safety it used to be all me so all of the in the beginning we used to do like four videos uh on youtube four YouTube videos a, a month and then four podcasts a month. And I used to do that all myself in my spare time, um, which was fucking hard work. Then it got to a point where Sherry came on board and Sherry did all the editing. Um, and that was fine because we didn't have all the business stuff to do. So Sherry took on all of that. Then the business came along and Sherry took on shitloads of business stuff, which is, thank God. Um, and then the business took off. And now it's like, fuck, who's going to edit videos? So... We worked out that I can make videos through my day so I can think of the content and I can make it as I'm traveling around seeing clients or whatever. And that seems to work all right so far, but we needed to outsource something, but we didn't really know what it was. So over this first couple of weeks back, we've been trialing a video editor and, um, we're going to move forward with him and, and use him uh, to edit our YouTube videos, which I think will be a big part of the getting rebound and safety back up to what it was, which is putting out more YouTube star videos, um, which is what we set out to do. We, we call ourselves the only modern YouTuber, modern style of YouTuber in the UK for safety. Um, and there's some big ones come out in America that are doing a great job. And I think they've overtook us. Well, they I know they've overtook us by a country mile and I think with the company with all of this stuff we, we kind of just let it slip and, and I'm not saying that as a negative I think it is what it is it needed to happen um, but seeing a couple of videos that we've had back off our editor um, I'm mega excited about this now um, the first one will be coming out it's probably by the time this episode comes out will it, it would have come out so go and check out um, maybe both have come out so go and check out the slice unboxing go and check out learning teams video if that's out already um, but ultimately really fun style of editing makes it a bit fast paced makes it feel like a modern youtube video he makes it funny as well which is great like decides to keep in bits of me where i'm fucking up shit and and just be like i'll keep that in because it's funny like which is exactly the style that we wanted to go for on rebound safety so i'm really excited about that and that'll make it easier for us to put more content out and i think also easier for us to improve the the quality i mean he's already improved the quality and style of video even two videos that we sent him to as a trial so really excited about that from a risk front perspective um keep doing what we're doing um we're building kind of the clients that are bigger like safety teams where we're helping safety teams roll out their vision be it that's more like cultural kind of work but ultimately i'm really really enjoying working with small businesses like small businesses of like 15 20 um staff out on the road engineers we working in some really awesome high-risk sectors um like telecoms towers and and wind energy which is just new industries for me and real fun real fast paced real high risk and like i said earlier they get it the people that run these companies they get it like if i had to talk about i don't know like 
human error and stuff like that in small companies that are doing relatively low risk work they just kind of don't get it because the way they think about safety is ticking boxes because that is what we've pushed for a very long time safety says we don't like ticking boxes but we are pushing ticking boxes I, I would challenge any company that's in a construction or trade based role to actually turn around and tell me that all of their procurement processes all of their safety rams and all of this shit actually delivers impact because fuck, it fucking doesn't and I know now from the contractor point of view, a majority of my customers are the contractor in that process and therefore are feeding into the principal contractor and feeding into the client and designers and so on. And honestly, we have got a long fucking way to go. A long way to go. I'm really excited for Risk Fluence placing that. I think we uh, I, there's some stuff going on that I wish I could tell you about, but I can't yet, but we're working on something um, which I think is going to be awesome to help us solve those problems and maybe put a solution out there, but it's going to be slow. Um, but we're working on some stuff there. We keep, keep building our relationships with our kind of bigger safety team-based clients. I'm really enjoying that watching them grow, helping them grow, be part of their journey um, and being there as kind of a critical friend and, and doing some of the bigger stuff or even just removing some of the, the annoying stuff off of them is great fun. And then, I'm, like I say, I'm really loving working with small businesses, even ones that are not in those really high-risk environments. We work with some facilities management, fire and security clients that are just awesome like they're you know boots on the ground they're madness like so busy and um they like i said they get it because they know that the guy the engineer at the end of the road is called bob and he's got a wife called sheila and and so on like he doesn't he doesn't see a number, he sees a person. And I think it makes it, the people send stuff a hell of a lot fucking easier. They get it, like I say. I really enjoy just building relationships with them. So that's been the first kind of year. And then that's the, the kind of future is to carry on doing that. Keep building relationships with clients. Um, keep helping safety professionals. Keep pushing the health and safety network as well. I mean, that's been going on in the background as well and that we've had Risk Fluent going through what it's doing. Then we've took Project Meletium and rebranded that as health and safety network. I think that's got a hell of a long way to go. Um, I also think it's got a hell of a lot of potential to really drive the profession. Um, so come along and join the network. We don't make any profit out of it. It just kind of covers its own cost. It's not a it's a, it's not a not for profit, but it's um, it's not making profit. If that makes sense. Like we don't take any money out of this. Our lives are sustained by RiskFluent. So it's all about kind of professionally developing our profession um and putting everything back into it we brought sam on board who's been a great um, influx into that and just keep playing around with that structure and seeing how we can help people um better how we can drive the profession forward um and i think looking forward as collectively from from our point of view we've got our role in the network that's trying to develop the profession then we've got rebranding safety that's filling the gaps of people we're not talking to through the podcast predominantly safety professionals listening to the podcast i think if we can improve the youtube channel back to where it potentially got to about two years ago putting out regular high quality content that's exciting and interesting maybe we can start picking up some of those really small businesses that can't even afford consultants and then we've got risk fluent who's partnering with businesses helping safety teams helping small businesses Grow. And I think that trifecta of stuff that we've got there, I'm really excited to see what Risk Fluent 
um, rebalance safety and the network can do to try and drive some positive change. Because ultimately, I think if we, if I get to my deathbed and we're still fucking killing on average 130 people a year, I'll be really disappointed. I've had some really interesting conversations about that with some people that think it's kind of like the cost of economy. Maybe that's a podcast episode that needs to be had, whether someone feels comfortable saying that on a podcast. Um, I'm not sure it is, and, if, and even if it maybe is, statistically speaking, I'm not sure I want to accept that it is, if that makes sense. Um, we're going to try and do some more kind of expo-y type stuff. So we did the Pazwa stuff last year. Um, we've got a small business expo coming up in Northamptonshire in February. So if you're in Northamptonshire area, come along Sywell, I think 8th of February. It'd be great to see some of you. Um, I'm not sure that we will do any kind of safety expo stuff. We applied to be a speaker through SHP. Let's see what we get from that. Um yeah, I, I think that we would like to do a couple more expos, but they cost money and the safety ones are phenomenally expensive. And I'm not sure really that's where we could get predominantly a lot of our work, even though, weirdly enough, predominantly our audience on Rebound Safety is, is safety professionals. This marketing and sales stuff is fucking weird, honestly. I'm not sure how it works. So those of you that do do that for a job, you're a genius. So I suppose in a nutshell, that's everything. That's kind of the year last year has been a turbulent journey, but a, but a good one. Um, future is looking exciting, really looking forward to it. Um, rebounding safety is our, one of our focus. So really trying to push that back to where it was and take it to the next level of which our editor, who, as we build a relationship with them, maybe we introduce someone uh, a little bit better, but ultimately... I'm excited. Apologies for not putting out as much content last year as we would like to. We are looking for guests. So um, even if you've been on before or we've spoke before and never got round to it, whatever it is, doesn't matter. If you've never been on podcast before, you're nervous, whatever, you want to start putting yourself out there, but you make yourself you want to make put yourself in an uncomfortable position as your new year's resolution, come on a podcast. Let's talk about something. I'm really excited to get some perspectives on and really start challenging us in the way that we think like we've been challenged last year and also challenge the profession a bit more and get us to push and push and push for us all to be better and have those difficult conversations i think rebound and safety is the place to do that so please if you are debating coming on a podcast you've got something to say something you want to talk about please come on over to rebound and safety drop me an email james at risk for an ltd or drop sherry an email sherry at s uh, sherry is s-h-e-r-r-y at riskfluentltd.com or you can even fill out a little form on our website riskfluentltd.com keep an eye on our website we're going to keep building that there's some stuff to come but it will take a while to get on there um Look, there's loads that we're planning, but uh, there's only so much that we can do. We want to do it all good quality. Um, if you don't, if you listen to us just through Spotify and stuff like that, um, go keep an eye on our YouTube channel. Like I say, we've got the new editor, so we're going to put out some real cooler shit. I'm trying to start do shorts on there as well. So if you're looking for um, just shorter kind of snippets of stuff, um, been started doing those this year as well. So keep an eye out there. Looking for quarterly co-hosts as well. So if you've got something you want to say but you think it's going to take more than one episode or you think oh do you know what? i've always wanted to interview this person this person and this person but don't feel comfortable doing it i don't want to build a podcast 
you could come on our quarterly co-host and we'll jointly interview them together. Um, so loads of potential is quarterly co-host. Um, come on for a one-off episode, whatever it is. Um, we did an unboxing video, which I'm really excited. That's coming out. It'll be out by now, like I say, slice unboxing. Um, so if you've got products you want to promote, you can send them over to us and we'll play around with them and make a cool video. Um, whatever it is, more content people, get involved if you want to get involved, let's let's push the profession, let's push safety to a better place, and I'm, I'm excited for 2023, and uh, thanks for being with us on the journey, if you're new to us, welcome, if, you're, if you've been a long-term uh, subscriber, listener, watcher, whatever it is, and thank you very much for your support, if you hadn't done it, we wouldn't be where we are now, so I really appreciate that, and um, let's keep going. I shall see you next week in the podcast. And um, if we're not connected on social, make sure we are as well. Catch you next week. Safe. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the host and its guests and do not necessarily reflect the position of the companies. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are examples only based on limited and dated open source information and should not be utilised in real life as the only solution available. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the companies. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic or otherwise, without prior written permission from James McPherson. Thank <laughs> you.